What does literature mean to me? Originally, I would have told you that literature meant, um, when I think of literature in a larger context, I'm thinking about classical pieces of literature. I'm thinking about the Dickens. I'm thinking about Shakespeare. Um, I'm thinking mostly of men. Um, when I think of literature, that term, not English, but literature, I'm thinking about classical time pieces such as that. Um, what was really good for me in this class was deconstructing those ideas of literature that literature is actually way more, um, it's not as, well, it's not inclusive, like I want to say that, but I'll say that later on. Um, but it's evolving, like it's something that's evolving over time. It's also the adaptions of what literature is. Things like Hamilton, for example, by Lynn Miranda, that definitely changes the context of literature. Um, Tits for Sigs is another piece that I would say challenges literature by Tiamutanji and Shakespeare's Sonnet 20, which are the pieces that I'm going to talk about. But originally, uh, my thoughts about literature was classic time history pieces. Today, after this course, I'm more shocked to find out that literature is really everything and anything. Um, by that, I mean just in the first one to two lectures talking about video games. I do play video games. I've honestly never thought about a storyline in a video game as being literature, but it really is, funnily enough. Um, the development of the story, how it's done, I've never put that together as being literature. Um, so it's really interesting because we had spoke, like in class we spoke about um, literature also being about, um, like literature being sort of elitist, right? Like elite people, you know, study these books, they write these articles about them. Um, but really, it's so much more than that. Um, in my view of literature, I never considered it very um, inclusive. I know mostly it's men, mostly white. There's no other genders. But today, those, um, those traditional ideas are being broken down, which is why I wanted to talk about Lynn Miranda's Hamilton, Timutunji's Tits for Sigs, and Shakespeare's Sonnet 20 because they really embody sort of what my feelings about literature is and how it's sort of changing. I want to start with Lynn Miranda's Hamilton because Hamilton is in interesting. It's like literature on stage. We did speak about this um, in lecture and throughout the course period. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's similar to Shakespeare in that the way that Shakespeare wrote his plays Hamilton is almost embodying that, you know, it embodies the, um, the crossing, well, it doesn't embody the crossing of gender, but Lynn Miranda actually does the crossing of ethnicity and diversity by having non-white, um, actors and actresses play these roles of these, um, original white figures, if you will, um, which is similar, similar to Shakespeare in that way that it's kind of provoking thought, uh, Hamilton is interesting because I never really considered it a piece of literature, but when you look at the lyrics and you look at the historical context, which Miranda spent a lot of time focusing on history to be as accurate as possible, um, it, it is a piece of literature. It's just that you wouldn't consider that, you know, it is an art form. And I think that's where, like, I think in lecture three or four, it was like talking about, you know, this intersectionality with literature and that you know, between literature and art. And Hamilton is definitely that. Um, I definitely think of Shakespeare when I think of Hamilton, 
because even though you know people are wearing the clothes of the time it's just the way that Miranda brought it into the 21st century to make it uh, like on trend I mean when you think about the rap lyrics were quite good the music um, the style that it was submitted in it's sort of like I would say very like Shakespeare-esque in that way because it is definitely you know provoking that I also similar to Shakespeare Shakespeare's um, work the women you know in you know for example like Angelica the audience really has to think about uh, Angelica's place in the story so it's provoking this idea of gender and you know taking it out of normal context she's kind of not that meek woman she's a little bit she's actually quite stronger than that um, to one point we had discussed in class her being the focal point of the actual story, of the, being the narrator. And I just think it's interesting to talk about gender because um, in literature, like I said, it's very rare that you really see female writers um, being part of the classical text. Today is a bit different. But it also, with Hamilton, the reason I chose that was also because of the um, ethnicities, like the different diversity of playing roles, like how that actually looks and, and transforms on stage. It's very interesting, you know, um, having them discuss things of slavery. It's, it's very thought provoking. Like I like that literature is sort of, it's becoming modern. So literature is leaving the page and entering Broadway, but it's interesting that nobody's ever really kind of thought about that when you think of literature. But then when I think back to the original lecture with video games, that kind of makes sense. It's like leaving the paper and um, it's like leaving the text and now on your screen that you can virtually interact with it. I could talk for hours about Tits for Sigs by Tia Mutanji because I absolutely love that book. And one of the things that I found, why I found or consider this literature is specifically because it challenges so many different ideas. First of all, she's a woman. Secondly, the topics inside of the book are actually, I would say, I hate to say this, but they're quite urban in, in an essence, right? And black people have been sort of missing from, I would say, classical literature or literature in, in general uh, until recently. A lot of their work is being publicized. And I actually really like Sister Soldier. So reading Tits for Sigs and Tia Mutenji being Canadian um, was more like it's places that I could actually envision in my mind. And the reason, you know, that I wanted to talk about her piece is because she really kind of challenges the overall idea of what is literature um, as a female. And to write that, I'm going to say, brass um, is amazing. And for the book to do as well as it did. And, you know, in class, one of the things we spoke about was the narrator. And I felt like with tits for sigs it's really difficult to separate the narrator from the author only because the stories are so personally writ written it's kind of like well did you go through this like what's really happening here with the intricate details so I felt like during um you know the reading of tits for sigs or the whole book because I've read the whole book um that's one of the things that has always stuck to me was you know from lecture keeping the narrator separate from the author not mixing their voices because the writer is writing um in general they're not specifically talking about themselves because it's not a memoir or an autobiography and I feel like it's another version of how literature is transforming because you know back way back when 
they wouldn't use language like that. Like they wouldn't be talking about some girl lifting up her breasts and showing it, you know, and considering it sort of like a classical piece of literature or literature, really, if we're going to be elitist. But um, in, you know, her her book, like her work, it's a work of art, just similar to Shakespeare or Hamilton. And I chose it because specifically Shakespeare's Sonnet 20 is really vulgar. And Tits for Sigs is vulgar too. But the difference is, is that in Shakespeare's time period, um, it is even worse <laughs> to say those things because you don't even really know what it, what it means. Like, what's the intention behind it? Although there's many scholarly works about it. But it's interesting to see that how basically he's sort of hinting at those things where in Tits for Sigs all these years later... Uh, well, hundreds of years later, in Tits for Six, she's basically just saying it. Like, she's just coming out and saying it. So I chose them because Sonnet 20, to me, was like the beginning. Sonnet 20 and Shakespeare's work, um, even though I'm not a Shakespearean fan, but Shakespeare's work was able to build. Like, the way he built his plays really challenges gender, um, and it challenges classes' places as well, as as well as it, cha- it it's always doing an intersectionality between people not in the terms of race but between men and women so I found that Hamilton did that but Hamilton did it in the way that it was transcended through um uh you know it was transcended through race uh tits for sigs I also felt like uh incorporated some of Shakespeare's vulgarness right for the time period which is quite naughty um and he's sort of like you know people just go like, wow, Shakespeare. But I felt like it was really necessary for this. When I think of classical literature, I just think of, I keep on going back to um, contextual history pieces. However, I feel like um, now that I've taken this course and I've seen Hamilton and I've seen Tits for Sigs, anything that's written can be taken into into a historical context. Tits for Sigs is definitely 2021 vibes, um, 100%. It's written in language that young people would understand. It's written in a way that, you know, high school, even high school girls would get. Um, Hamilton is also taking an adaption from that time period and turning it into modern and making it trendy so that young people are actually interested in history all over again. And the last thing that I I, want to say is that, you know, One of the things in the lecture that stuck out to me was taking yourself out of the text, um, separating yourself from the narrator so that you could read the text completely. For me personally, I've never really kind of gotten Shakespeare. It's just whatever to me. Um, But when I put my personal feelings about him aside, it becomes really, his work speaks to me in a different way. Sonnet 20 spoke to me in a different way, into like sort of a questioning way, um, which I thought was interesting. And, you know, the last thing that I want to say, because I'm running out of time, is I basically want to talk about genre super quick. So genre is actually a big deal for me um, during the lecture. As a black woman, I have always had trouble with genre, and I also write. But the reason I've had trouble with genre is because where do you go on the list? Now, I know in lecture, I believe it was week four, um, the professor spoke specifically about genre being like, where would it go in like a bookstore or a library? And I get that. Um, But I feel like texts like Tits for Sigs 
it definitely challenges where it would go. It's actually sort of, in a way, it's kind of like a feminist text. It's kind of a coming to age. It's also a um, a black, or I believe they call it urban or black author or something, whatever, um, release. And for me, that's always really interesting because I feel like using those terms, although it's great to showcase black work, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's something that should have been done years ago, but that also presents another challenge of how it considers itself a classical piece. Um, And so I just wanted to put that out there because I feel like it's just important to say. I would be really upset with myself if I didn't talk about genre because I've spoken about that in other English classes. As I do think it's wonderful, you know, to see black work um, showcased as it is but it's also like it challenges especially when the professor said like thinking about where it would go but it challenges that because a lot of texts like Tia Mutanji and even like Sister Soldier in the past they'd be under I think it's the urban category or something like that um, and but then like classical literature would be somewhere else but classical literature to me after this class is always evolving it's always changing <laughs> 